right. Man. So what's the oldest cartoon you remember watching? Uh, wait, wait. So you mean the, like, when I was a kid watching whatever cartoons were on, not, like, the cartoons that were on when... You mean, like, like the Flintstones? Like yeah. Old. Yeah, like yeah, that. The, like, yeah. the Flintstones. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. it. I watched a lot of the Flintstones. I watched a lot of old shows um, because my mom was super into... Just like the classic stuff, so like cartoons and uh, basically everything she watched as a kid, I also watched as a kid. So I watched Andy Griffith's show and all that stuff. Man, I watched a lot of crap growing up <laughs> because there was a lot of crap out there to fill time because they didn't really put much effort into kids' cartoons back then. So you got like rocky and bullwinkle oh, i think we all had that like oh we all God. watched shit cartoons yeah rocky and bullwinkle was garbage but you know what it was on and but we had i will say that like we like my age bracket had some really good cartoons yeah okay. like some good like all of the nickelodeon stuff so it was like rugrats obviously um, Angry Beavers, uh, In- Invader Zim, the Wild Thornberries, uh, what's the other one? Then? Rocket Power. Like, yeah. all of those shows were so good. Man, you know what? Angry Beavers deserves more credit than it got. It does. Angry Beavers. Because, you know, I got addicted to speak in the way that um, Norbert did, how he mispronounces words on purpose. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because it was just funny was that to the do. Same, was that the same guy who did uh, the one who's like a child molester that did the Red and Stimpy? Oh, that got weird. No. Oh. <laughs> you don't know about that? No, no, no. I know. It's just okay. like that's like a that's like an extreme left. Hey, hey, guess what? what? When you're a child molester, you should be known for that first and foremost. You know so what? you don't get the Ren and Stimpy credit first. You're right. No one's child molester and creator of Ren and Stimpy. Uh yep, John that's Cr- what Criffa Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Nothing <laughs> tops that. Except no. for maybe murderer. Yeah. You'd go murderer and child molester. That's that's maybe the hierarchy. Because, you know, on one hand, you have the people that made Stripperella, but then you have the guy that actually molested a girl, and that's not good. Yeah. That's just not good yeah. at all. No, no. Lots of girls, apparently. Ah, man. Was it a lot? I know one. I heard a one uh, recounting. You I know. thought it was multiple. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, you know, I can't keep track of all the child molesters nowadays and the guys going after young girls. One is too many. One is too many, but apparently that's still not... Eight is enough, guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, man, people suck. We decided we to be positive this episode, and we've already gone down this path. Hello, everybody, and yeah. welcome... Hi! ...to guys. our excellent adventure. <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah. Trying to drink yeah. coffee. So, anyway, since we're talking oh, about... Oh, I'm drinking tea. Oh, cool. Click, click. Yeah, yeah, clink, clink. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we're talking about bad shit, um, Chicago hates me. And, uh, Why is that? Because apparently this year, all the black ice on the ground is just out to murder me. And I don't understand <laughs> why. Yeah. So la- wasn't it last year you like really messed up your back? Oh, that's every year, Lex. I'm old. Every year? Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, you slip you. on ice and you're just screwed. Oh my god! So I was uh, that happened to my mom, by the way. She broke her butt. 
Holy jeez. Just the, yeah, yeah, it's never good. It's never good. Yeah, so I was, ice. I was going out, um, to meet up with Kelsey, uh, friend of the pod, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey Nicole from CNSC and of Not Your Demo Pot. Um, Give them, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I was really angry about giving another podcast a shout out? No, never. Don't you do it. So I was going to meet her for brunch to discuss some things, and I just straight up wiped out. You know how sometimes, like, you fall, but you can fall in such a way that you can, like, look like, all right, yeah, that hurt, but I'm, I'm tough. I'm walking it off. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I wiped out hardcore. Like, you know how oh, Charlie no. Brown gets hit with that baseball and he, like, flips over three times and yeah. he's naked by the end of it? That's yep. basically what happened to me yesterday. Except I didn't even have the, I didn't even have the benefit of getting hit with anything. I, I got hit with life. I got hit with gravity. <laughs> and it just <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> Are you still dealing with it? Oh, oh. Not only am I still dealing with it, because, like... I, I also almost damn near broke my butt yesterday. Oh, um, man. I had dealt with it again today, of all things going to pump gas. I went to 7-Eleven, and I was walking from my car into the actual 7-Eleven, and um, I fell. I fell hard, and Shit. I busted my, my knee because I hurt my, my right knee yesterday. I hurt my left knee today, so at least now I have a matching set. And oh various other parts of me that I'm discovering are hurt as I try to move around. So that's great. But what really sucks about that one is, is like they had black ice on the little walkway near the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the car vacuums or whatever that they have there. And I told the guy that owned the place about it. And he's like, oh, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I want you to send somebody to put salt down. I, yeah. I didn't die, but somebody could crack their head on the pavement and then you would probably have to close this place. That would not be good for anybody. I would have been like, lawsuit, bitch. And he didn't even want to give me a receipt. For the <laughs> for the breaking of your ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Payback's a bitch. And I broke his back as the receipt. Yeah. And wrestling when you Damn, hit somebody, you know, what, you know what's sad is you know you could sue that guy, like, and they, they have cameras set up there, and then you'd get that money. Right, right, but you know but what? But then that'd be horrible. That would be, you know, because I know he's got a family and everything, and yeah. he's working hard. Only if you like lawsuits are totally reasonable if you have permanent damage and stuff, but like, don't sue someone unless you you really deal with the shit. <laughs> right, right. You know, I I would hope any lawyer worth their salt would tell you that. Like, look, everybody falls, you know, unless there's something really going on. You don't need to ruin someone's life because you, you know, are temporarily yeah. injured. You would think that they would have come up with shoes that's just like fine on the ice now. Yeah. Like like you like how is the technology not there yet? It's funny you mention that because I have some shoes like that. They're called Yak Tracks and they're not okay. shoes but they're like these um these metal Bike. nets that you wrap around your existing shoe. But yeah, yeah. you know, seeing as how it's like, you know, March I didn't think I would need them anymore. So I took them out of my work bag. Lo and behold, two days in a row, fall on my ass, almost break myself, and I'm in pain. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That's been our show. I'm Mrs. Maisel. You know it's still February, and we still have another week left in February, right? (laughs) Is it? like It feels like it it should be like Smarch by now or or something. Yeah, I mean, 
it can, I I will I will agree that it's a smart situation, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, but it's not like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. We're gonna have to deal with Bemo tap dancing tonight because he's having a good time. <gasps> Hi, Bemo. Chasing around his stuffed animals. So yeah, he's a little I'm cooped sure. up too because he can't go outside hardcore like we normally do because it's you know the weather. So yeah. Yeah. Have we have we mentioned that your dog's name is Bimo before? And he's I don't so think, cute. I don't think on this show we've mentioned that no. Bimo is the most adorable dog in the free world. Um, you know, you've got an adorable pup named Bimo. I do. And I got a cute kitty cat named Sammy. That's right. <laughs> of course, your kitty cat named after Sam Malone from Cheers. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> And my dog. He's also an alcoholic. He's also an alcoholic. <laughs> That's a lot of limes. Like, way too many limes considering he just serves beer. That's it. He just he yeah. cuts limes. He has a towel on his shoulder at all times for some reason. Oh, my but... God. That, how many limes that, that he must have cut in that show? Too many limes. Like, I, it was it was insane because he would do it all the time. They would have to have him be busy doing something, right. and that would be it. And yet he only ever pours beer. Well, you know, and for, like, Why, for, for a good couple of months, I was obsessed with Cheers because basically I really liked uh, Frasier. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch the prequel to Frasier. I'm going to get caught oh, up, and then I'm going to go right into weird. a Frasier okay. marathon. So, okay. yeah, I was watching Cheers nonstop. I saw every single episode of it. I mean, it. Most of it holds up, but some of them is just, just awful. Um, but yeah, he he did. That's an, true with most older sitcoms. Yeah, but he did an interview uh, near the finale on Jay Leno, and he was talking about, you know, I went to bartending school and I know how to make so many different drinks, but all they ever wanted me to do was serve beer on the show. So, like you said, yeah. he had to do something to keep busy. He's like, I'll just cut lines and yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah. I So that's so weird to me because I am a diehard Cheers fan. Oh. Uh, and I don't really – I've seen quite a bit of Frasier, but I don't like Frasier as much as everyone else does. <laughs> and I find it strange that it has become more popular than Cheers. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is – Owed to the fact that syndication was really hitting its stride when Frasier was around, you know, when it was in first run. So, uh, of course, syndication saved shows like Seinfeld because the first two seasons of Seinfeld, nobody really watched. Um, Seinfeld annoyed me so much when I was younger. Mm. Because it was like, they're all jerks. I didn't, it was just like, I, I don't know what it was. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And what weirdly made it click for me was watching It's Always Sunny. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, this is just that on, like, meth. Hmm. And, and, you know, where it's like, oh, none of these characters are really have any redeeming values. You're just in it for the laughs. <laughs> Pretty much. And once I got past that, like, the fact that I needed it, because, like, I was used to shows like Friends or whatever where you have emotional investment as well as, like, the funny or whatever. Yeah. Uh, same with, like, Cosby Show with um, Cheers, I would argue, has a lot of that, too, where you're, like, you're invested in Sam and Diane. Or... Oh, there's a lot of heart in Cheers. and Oh, yeah. Yeah, going back and watching it, um, you know, with, with adult eyes, it's like, wow, they really cared about each other in this very strange way. Like, oh, yeah. I think the only constant, like, just bitterness on that show was uh, Norm to his wife, Vera. 
who we never saw. Yeah. Like that well, was it's just not a, it's not an old fashioned joke if you don't have a guy that hates his wife. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like you gotta have guy who hates his wife and then fat man, pretty woman. Don't know how they got together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's that's the that's the whole premise of sitcoms for what forty years at least. <laughs> I mean, you just described the uh, King of Queens right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Basically. <laughs> That is no that that is like there was a string of shows though it's not just King of Queens there were just a bunch of shows and then they came out with Mike and Molly and they were like hey guys it's a twist they're both fat and we're like what that's not, that's not a show <laughs> it's really I mean, not God I love Melissa McCarthy but like that's you don't need to just have a show where you make fat jokes and so I don't know it gets boring it gets really old. But I tell you yeah. what, I tell you what I loved about King of Queens, because for the longest time I was watching it, and I'm like, you know, Kevin James, not a fan of his humor. I don't know how he hooked up with Leia Remini, you know, total smoke show. And yeah. funny. And weird. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. She does good work. Um, and she broke away from Scientology, bless her soul. I was soul. gonna say, and she's currently dismantling Scientology <laughs> in her free time, sure. <laughs> I mean, the list goes on and on. But then I saw an episode of King of Queens where he hit that stripper pole and it all clicked. It all made sense. Like, man, okay, he's got moves. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to I thought you were going to go, "Oh, she's kind of terrible too." Oh no. Because she's pretty <laughs> she's pretty bad on that show. Like she's they're they're both kind of terrible people. It's 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 very similar to like Seinfeld or whatever, where you have to let it click. Oh you're yeah. Like okay, they're kind of awful, but that's okay because they have each other. That's their shit. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's one reason I could never get into the honeymooners. I mean, besides you know the fact that domestic abuse was the punchline. Um, oh yeah. It was just depressing, man. It's like they live in this tiny little place and. You know, the husband's just always aggressively angry no matter what happens. And the wife is just jaded towards everything. But she's still pulling her weight. She's still working hard. It's like, how do they get to the baby you're the greatest at the end of it every episode? It made no sense at all. Never That one That one was too far back for me, I yeah. think. Yeah. I never watched that one. Um, how did you feel about Everybody Loves Raymond? I never really watched it. I never really got into it. Like, the only reason yeah, I would watch is because his brother did the voice for Lobo on the Superman animated oh, series. Yeah. So now we're, we're getting deep into sitcoms. This is this is a weird one for me because I hated Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Hated okay. it. I yeah. was like, this show is the worst. Like, everyone on this show in real life dies via suicide. Like, this is the worst. Or murder suicide. It's a good old fashioned murder suey kind of sitcom. You know, and like, yeah. Um, and, and so I was like, I can't stand it. I it, mostly the wife irritated me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patricia something. I don't know. Patricia Heaton. That's it. Then I watch. It's another thing where it's like unlocked by another show. I watched the show The Middle. Mm, yeah. And that show is super good. Like mm. it's really funny, and it made me appreciate her. And so I went back and I tried Everybody Loves Raymond again in like, you know, when it was randomly on TV. And I was like, oh, I kind of like this show. Like, this isn't that bad. Now I hate Raymond. (laughs) Everybody hates Raymond. I realized that she was criticizing him all the time because he's an immature ass. But, you know, like it's it's just weird how shows like sometimes you age and you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of get this now. Like, that's what this is. It just didn't click with me because, you know – 
who would it click with at 16? You know, it's just not, you're not going to like that show. It's not for you. That's a good chunk of sitcoms that aired on CBS during my formative years. So, oh yeah, it seemed like everything they put on there was just like, hey, this actor that you know from this famous sitcom has a new home here on CBS. And guess what? He's tired. And he has a job that he really doesn't like. And for some reason, he can pay his rent for this huge New York apartment. Come take a look. It's the same show four times in a row. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Matt LeBlanc is making one of those now on CBS. Totally. He looks so tired. He looks like he's over yeah. it, man. He's just to like, be oh. fair, he's <laughs> always looked very tired. Like he has, he has unfortunately, like me, like he has those bags under his eyes where you're like, I'm eternally sleepy. Like people walk up to me and be like, Are you tired? Are you depressed? I'm like, No, I just look like this. I don't know. Joey Tribbiani was kind of out there, but this show looks like a, a broken down Joey Tribbiani doing a role. Hair. I think it's the <laughs> hair because his hair is just white now yeah like, yeah so he looks a little bit like a ghost mm -hmm. and it's the combination of that and he's always had the bags under his eyes like that's just i think it's probably just a genetic trait so he just looks worn down as fuck i was like buddy you got that friend's money why are you doing another sitcom why are any of them working I, I don't get it none of them need to ever work again i mean they just must love working i guess i mean that there's it's it's not and you know i think that they would all rather have movie careers yeah um but it just never happened for any of them except for anison yeah they've got the money now they want the i guess credibility in a certain way yeah yeah and yeah. They, well they did have that too but like none of the like but they've all had successful television shows after right Ooh, well i don't know yeah. man yeah, I guess uh, you could you could even say Matt LeBlanc had episodes that was on for like six years. Yeah, that was that was one of those weird ones where you're like, holy shit, how long has this been on the air? <laughs> right, and then he did. I love that. How is this still in the air? That's a fun game to play. That is a fun game to play. Oh, God, what was the show? There was one. Oh, Rules of Engagement. I remember that. That was one of those CBS shows a couple years ago, and I was like, what the hell? This show's still on the air? How many seasons is this on? <laughs> and it's always weird when you are aware of a show, but you don't really watch it. And then the kids grow up like Modern Family. Like, I don't watch Modern oh, Family. Yeah. But then I saw something about one of the daughters like, oh, you know, she's got to get a, you know, breast reduction or whatever. And everybody was kind of like having a go and making jokes about it and everything. And I'm like, yeah, saying shitty things when they have very, no concept of what women deal with. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And I mean, more women do that then guys know uh, obviously being a guy it might ring hollow me saying it but i've known a few women that have gone through that and it's just like you know they don't do it for any type of cosmetic reason it's no. basically because they just want to be comfortable yeah it's it's painful and annoying yeah uh and you know don't <laughs> it's one of those things i'm like you don't get to have an opinion on this like nah. unless you've had it done exactly or know what it's like to contemplate it or whatever right 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 i know some bodybuilders get it done too but that's not really comparable that's that's totally you know just for they get it done for necessity or for cosmetic for cosmetic most most likely you know just because oh, yeah. all that i would say that's i would say that's the equivalent of like a woman getting cosmetic done but like what we're talking about is is medical yeah 
Like, it's, it, that's different to me, which, like, there's nothing wrong with cosmetic either way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, do whatever makes you happy. Like, but, you know, medical and cosmetic are two different things. And they treated that like it was cosmetic. Right. Like people, I mean, like responding to that, which, first of all, <laughs> it's not your fucking business. Really, the only reason that she probably had to talk about it in the first place was because people were going to notice. Yeah. And she just got ahead, tried to get ahead of it. It doesn't make a difference, though. She should have just ignored it altogether. But whatever. It's her <laughs> her call. I mean, people noticing it is gross. Like, unless it's age appropriate, just ew, don't do that. Uh, I think she's like 22 or something like is that. Is she? See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I had no Let's idea. See. She was that old now. It's cause like, Hold on. I could be wrong. <laughs> computer is being slow. And it doesn't change my statement at all. Because, you know, I'm an old man. But. 21. That actress is 21. Wow. Yeah. Man. How long has that been on? Modern Family? It's going on 11 Holy jeez. Okay, so she started the show when she was 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wowzers. Yeah, so she's just aged in real time. In real time, like, before our very eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, American Dad wholeheartedly disagree. Really? No, I think American Dad just keeps getting better. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's one of those Have shows. I, you know, okay, so let me like tell you. TBS years, because it's been on TBS for a few years, and oh that's, my god, they just let them do what they want, and it's so good. That's where I was going to go with that, because I didn't know about the whole TBS deal. I know it was on Fox, and I thought it got canceled, because I didn't, I never saw it, like, advertised, ever. But I'm not, like, watching TV hardcore like I used to, anyway. So, I, I watch the reruns when they're on sometimes, if I'm just sitting around and there's nothing going on, I'll just flip on, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cartoon Network or whatever. Um, and I, I would see episodes. I'm like, okay, I've seen this one. I've seen this one. I'm like, wait a minute. How is there a new one I haven't seen before? Yeah. And that's why, because it was on TBS. But that does yeah, so not he, explain why I would still see new episodes of Cleveland that I had no idea existed. So that I can't explain because that show was canceled. Yes. But yeah, so what they did was, I think it was might have been the same year that Cleveland show was canceled, and I don't get that either. They must have had shows episodes they didn't air or something like that. Something. But yeah. Um, so what they did was they they canceled. I think they canceled both of them at the same time. Hmm. But when they canceled American Dad, they had a plan, and it was just quietly scooped up by TBS. So it must have been doing really well in syndication for them, and so they're ju- it's just been running on that since. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say right. like four years, something like that. Man, I'm surprised Family Guy's still on, but this is kind of one of those things like The Simpsons is just going to be on. I would argue that American Dad is the one that should stay on the air, not Family Guy. Yeah, like, but like Family American Guy... Dad is, is just, it's still really, really good. Yeah. It's still funny. Well, this is, that's kind of like the same reason I wanted girls to stay on TV, because at least if that was on, I knew where she was. If Family oh, Guy yeah. stays on, I know where Seth MacFarlane is. <laughs> He's busy doing all of that. I like Seth MacFarlane. I don't know, man. I mean... I like Family Guy. I like the Orville. The Orville's really good, man. He's grown. I, I know that he's gotten more mature over the years, but man, some of that stuff early on, like even it's like, you know, an edgy teen or, you know, young adult or whatever, it's just like, God, dog, that's just, that's harsh. <laughs> that's hard to watch. Yeah, but he that's yes. And and but also he was the guy if you you'll catch these on Family Guy, if you watch reruns like you're talking about, 
mm-hmm. you'll catch these jokes that he would pepper in because he knew about guys like Weinstein yeah. and Cosby and stuff like that. So for like years earlier, he was basically making jokes and trying to call them out on mm-hmm. that show way ahead of time because he had friends who had dealt with these guys, these like predators in Hollywood. Yeah. So he was making these jokes when like no one was talking about that shit. And I was like, oh, man. So I sometimes I wonder, I'm like, hmm, how much of his stuff was he was he just being crazy and making a dumb show that, you know, just to make people laugh? And how much of it was like, I'm I'm actually trying to do what comedy does, which is uh, punch up, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, I, I do give him credit for that. Um, I would give credit to shows like South Park like, for doing the same thing because they yes, talked about that, Scientology and yeah. R. Kelly I think South and Park all that is stuff. The exact same way, and like you don't hear people talking about how South Park should go away. That's true. Well, because I feel like it's kind of the same thing. People forget South Park exists because it takes such long breaks in between seasons, and then when it comes back, it's like all of a sudden it's the hottest thing. Uh, you know, in entertainment news, because they have one or two episodes that touch on some really touchy subjects. After yeah. that, they just kind of play out their storyline and it just goes away for another year. They put it Did away. you ever watch that documentary that they aired about South Park a couple years ago? Oh, that was fascinating. Yeah. I, How, yeah. I had no clue that they made the show in seven days. And <laughs> that was, I mean, it's, uh, it's like Saturday Night Live. That show, it's an animated Saturday Night Live. Like they are covering the stuff from that week. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I always wondered how they were so relevant. And I I just never knew that they made the show that way. Yeah. Um, absolutely insane. It's incredible. And it explains why they're really not doing much else. So, you know, besides, of course, yeah. their Tony Award winning uh, <laughs> musical, <laughs> The Book of they're Mormon. Cl- they, they're close to EGOTing, aren't they? Yeah, but they're just the they're just the Oscar away. Well, didn't they get an Oscar for Blame Canada? For that no, song? they did. They didn't win. No. They got nominated. Okay, I remember. I remember it being performed that year by Robin Williams. That was kind of neat. Yeah, I thought that was. I cool. think. I think they're gonna have to make uh, Book of Mormon a adaptation. Yeah. And then they'll, then they'll get an Oscar. Definitely, I'd, I'd watch. They gotta get it for song. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen Book of Mormon? I have not seen Book of Mormon. I don't get to. I don't oh, get to see so theater very often. Oh, I don't either. I've seen like. Four shows, and that's one of them. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could see more theater, but it's expensive, and I don't live in an area where like I can easily. It's like what's on the road here? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What's coming to Tampa? And see, I'm spoiled because it's like coming back for its 20th year in a row. The Blue Man Group, you know. So yeah. that's that's Chicago because it's just here all the freaking time. Um. But yeah, I mean, same thing with Hamilton, Wicked, all that stuff is just around, you know. Yeah, obviously, I've, I've never seen Ham. Well, Hamilton, you if you get tickets to Hamilton, I'll murder you for them. But like, <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't get tickets to that show. But like, right. I've listened to the whole soundtrack, so there are lots of shows that like I love the soundtracks. I've yeah. been able to access it that way, but I'm not able like I'm not able to go see it mm-hmm. most uh- of the time. But yeah, I did see Book of Mormon and it was so good, like funny, just really, really funny. I mean, if you if you like South Park, you're going to love it. If you That's don't, cool. you know, then you it, probably it's will. one of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least it's not basketball. That's all that matters. Hey. Oh, no, I'm not hey. going to basketball. Like, hey, come 
on. Yes, the ball was good. <laughs> it, it was not good. And I saw that one. That was not yeah. good. Anywho, yeah. So you were telling me recently about this show on Netflix called You. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have you heard of this show at all? Not before you told me about it. Okay. Okay. So that's what I was wondering because it, it – so basically it was on Lifetime and it had one season and it was canceled really quickly by Lifetime. And Netflix just scooped it up, kind of that mm. same sort of scenario. And so um, early January I think was when it it was loaded on Netflix and everyone freaked out over it and was like watching it. And, you know, just like that any, any time, you know, the good place or something goes up, everyone's talking about it for a while because that's how people are watching it for the first time. Most of the time. Yeah. So they, they put this show on there. Everyone freaked out. And I had heard a couple of people talking about it on like podcasts or whatever. And, Okay, it's got the guy from Gossip Girl. I was like, I don't really like Gossip Girl that much. I watched a little bit of it. Like it was, it was, it, I, I hit that wall where it was like these teen shows are not relating to me anymore. They're just too out there and whatever. I'm done with it. Yeah. Even though I love my teen dramas, so I, I was like, uh, okay, people are talking this up. Got bored one night where it was like, I don't really feel like doing this. All right, I'm gonna just throw an episode on while I knit. See how I feel about it. This show is batshit crazy. <laughs> I first of all, I just want to talk to you about it, like okay. like the content of it. But that aside, it's really well made. Um, I think it's a really interesting exploration when you find out what. So the create it's based on a book, and this writer. She basically was watching these romantic comedies and going this. If you just do like a slight tick and sometimes you don't even need to do that. This guy is a creep. Like Mm. the guy guy gets girl scenario is creepy. And the things that people do in these romantic comedies are creepy. So she took that concept and she basically made it into a bit of a horror situation. Mm -hmm. So. Like, it starts, the show starts with him, he works in a bookstore, which is like, oh, he works in a bookstore, he's a book clerk, and he, like, you know, like, that. that's like, you, you do that in a fucking, like, comedy from the 90s, like, romantic comedy from the 90s, so it's like, oh, and she comes in, she's a writer, and he's like, hey, look at you, and, like, he's doing the monologue, the voiceover, and everything like that, mm-hmm. and it's, oh, like, they're falling in love, but it's like, he, he he's falling in love with her. But then it's just his obsession with her yeah. and stalking. And ju- it, it's it is it's so well done. So basically, it's a 90s rom-com with a different soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. If you just change the soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. OK. No, yeah. The, the, it's really well filmed. The voiceovers um, are perfect. The guy, the main guy in it, Penn. Bagley, Badgley, or something like that. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. He is really good in it. Um, and he has been using the fame that it's gotten as like a platform to say, okay, this is a show where we need to discuss toxic masculinity. I like that. And the, the issues that men have with their, you know, control and obsession with women. Mm-hmm. And the issues that women would have being attracted to some kind, like some guys like this. 
Yeah. So, you know, he's he's even gotten in trouble a couple times where he's calling these girls out on Twitter who were like standing for him as this character. And he's like, no, he's problematic <laughs> and you shouldn't be doing that. And you need to reevaluate things just like everyone watching this show needs to rethink what we find acceptable. That's because this is not acceptable. That's responsible of him to do that because, yeah, oh, yeah. it is dangerous for you know, guys to, to get those type of fans. I hate that yeah. term stands just because of the origin of well, it. I, and so I, I use that because in this particular situation, it's very appropriate. Yeah. You're totally but right. Like, yeah, yeah. But I agree. It's, it's really creepy. It can be so creepy and it's just, man, it's a good show. Yeah. I, I, and it's in short, you know, like it's classic Netflix, like 12 episodes or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's that shit. <laughs> you know, I tried to get rid of Netflix recently. I I, I fooled myself into thinking. I that know you did, didn't I you? Message turn me? It off. Like, hey, Lex, I got rid of Spotify and I got rid of Netflix, and I was like, all right, and then you immediately got that shit back. Oh yeah, I I, I decided I was going off the grid, but what I did not bring back Hulu yet because there's nothing on Hulu at the moment that I need to see. But wow. As far okay. as Netflix goes, as, I enjoy. As a diehard Hulu yeah. lover who would drop all of the other shit for Hulu, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. offended. All right. All right. Fair enough, man. Look, I love Hulu. I'll tell you this. Hulu's cool. Hulu was great for the stuff that I wanted to see that I didn't think to record on my DVR. I got rid of Comcast. Uh, that was the biggest thing. That's what kind of started the domino effect. I'm like, all right, I'm getting rid of Comcast. What else don't I need? So I picked up YouTube TV, which so far is phenomenal. Outside yeah, of the fact, I love it too. Yeah, the only the only downside to it that I've encountered so far is it doesn't have Comedy Central. And every now and then, there's something I want to see, know. like Ron Funch's stand up special. I wanted to check that out. I had to do that. On, I I completely on, uh, agree. ITunes. I was trying to figure out if I could find a cable, like someone with a cable provider who would let me <laughs> use their login just to get into the Comedy Central app. Yeah, but it's not that big a loss. Like everything else that I want to see is pretty much on there. It's so funny because I completely agree. I was looking through the list. I'm like, because my because my dad was like, I want to cut cable out, and I was like, yeah. I mean, I've got this YouTube TV login you can use, like that, you know. But I was like, man, shit. The only thing that's missing from it is is that like Comedy Central is my only thing. It's like that's my jam, and I I do love that channel. That's gonna be a hard choice when uh, Drunk History comes back. Like that's that's gonna be the one. It's already back. It's on the air right now. See, oh no, don't tell me that. (laughs) <laughs> but then, but then, but then, it's going to be on Hulu. Yeah, but it takes forever for those episodes to get on Hulu. It's like um, six months. They have like this huge gap in time. Um, yeah. Okay, guys, in addition to rating, reviewing, and subscribing to this podcast, please send us your internet access code so that we can get Comedy Central <laughs> <off of> you. <laughs> please send us your mostly legal ways of watching Drunk History and... Nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other shows like South Park. Um, yeah, you know what sucks too is you can't even get that like a la carte like you can HBO or something like that. You can't. Right, like it's right. just – I wonder if you could buy Drunk History like if, if you had that one show or whatever that you could just buy. But then – man, that sucks. Yeah, they it must have suck. it. They must have it like a like a iTunes TV subscription or something like they did for Ron Funch's special. Well, yeah, well, I know that um, it's Viacom mm. is the company – that okay. owns that they own MTV Nickelodeon so like all of that's not on YouTube TV because Viacom is pretty heavily linked to the cable companies right now that's oh. not gonna last though 
you know what? You're, you're giving me the opportunity to talk about one of the biggest missed opportunities that ever happened here in Chicago. Okay. Which is the Viacom store. They had a store specifically for Viacom properties in downtown Chicago at one point, and it was phenomenal. So my aunt, uh, actually helped to, uh, design it and she, you know, got it up and running and everything like that. Uh, and she let me in to check it out before the official opening. So like you mentioned, Viacom is MTV, it's Comedy Central, it's VH1 at the time. Um, CBS was tied up in there as well. They had the uh, the Star Trek license. So you've got a multi-level store Ooh. with Nickelodeon stuff, with Beavis and Butthead's couch. So wait, does this still exist or is it gone? It's gone. Because Damn nobody it. knew. Here's the thing. Nobody knew what Viacom was. They just remembered it as like the thing at the end of shows. It'd be like Viacom before you turn the channel. And they never associated it with the show that they just watched. So you, Chicago missed out on a great resource for Nickelodeon toys, for Star Trek stuff. Let me tell you I what I go got from place. there. So Our Real Monsters, a great show on Nickelodeon when I was growing up. Oh, man. See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. All of the great animated shows. Our <laughs> Real Monsters had Ickis eyeballs that you could actually buy. Yeah. And they were those sticky eyeballs that you throw on the wall. Oh, man. I remember those. I got those. I got a Nickelodeon mug. I got a Tribble from this place. <laughs> you got a Nickelodeon mug? I got a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon mug. mug. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Um, so yeah, like all this great stuff in there and nobody knew about it because they didn't know what Viacom was and they didn't do a good you know what job. They should have called it what all that. I just had the all that logo and it's like, what can you get there? You can get all that, all, all that, that shit, all that. You can get all that, all of it. Just come yeah. through. That's what they should I mean, have called if they it. They would yeah. have just had a Nickelodeon store and called it like Nick shop or something like that. Like, just a you know a Nickelodeon store like they have a Disney store. Right. They would be selling things left and right. Yeah, or just like, make it like right? a little make it like a synthetic Sponge, mini. SpongeBob mall. alone right. would be selling all the time. Well, see that was even before SpongeBob. This is like during the years of like SNCC. So like kind of the between years between. Wait like, a second. So that is super old then. That's what I'm saying. Been on the air since like 2000. Yeah, I thought this, this was is more like recent. 96, 97. That oh, this was happening. Wow. Yeah. So of course, VHS tapes of all these shows, DVDs a little bit, you know. Oh my god, now I want to go there even more. I had video. <laughs> I had video of this place. Now, I gotta look it up now, because I feel like I'm giving it way too much credit. Like I'm remembering it a little is a little bit better than it was. Kind of like Disney Quest. Same thing. Um But yeah, it was the it was dope. It was the shit. And oh nobody god, knew just... what it was. I just went to type VHS tapes in our notes because I had a thing that I want to tell you about, but I didn't want to interrupt you. And it corrected VHS to Chad. <laughs> Who is Chad? I don't know. Why is Chad associated with VHS? Man, Chad's oh, that. He's God. your connect. He's your connect for VHS. Okay. Tapes, so, so VHS, speaking of VHS. Yes. Did you hear about this VHS tape story that is going on with Urban Outfitters? No. Oh, my God. So apparently Urban Outfitters is selling. I don't think they're selling it. In, I think it's just online. But they're selling 
a five pack of VHS tapes, mm. random VHS tapes for fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. They're giving you random ass Titanic tapes or whatever <laughs> for fifty dollars. Now see, you I'm get thinking... a copy of Grumpy Old Men on VHS for fifty dollars. I was thinking it was like somebody's home movies or something like that that they discarded. But no, Shit, just... it could be. It's it's probably all from Goodwill. Like <laughs> they straight up spent a dollar max wow. on all of these, and they're selling them for fifty dollars. You know what? I can't even be mad at Urban Outfitters because that's opportunity to know. I'm not mad at Urban Outfitters. I'm mad at every single <laughs> asshole who buys that. <laughs> Listeners, if you're that type of asshole that buys a VHS tape for $50, please message us. What's Let our, us know. What's what, our PO box? <laughs> <laughs> what type of what type of life do you live <laughs> that allowed oh you? <laughs> We're going to share that PO box information sell VHS very soon. Tapes. Yeah, they don't even sell VHS tapes at my local record shop anymore. They sell cassettes, vinyl, yeah. DVD. Like, they sell everything. They sell 8-track, man. man. They have 8-track. They don't sell VHS. Urban Outfitters is like, here, you need this. Like, do you want this copy of The Lion King on VHS? <laughs> Bitch, why? Now, hold on. Those those bubble like, I know cassettes. you want the clamshell cases. The clamshells, yes. The clamshell cases, those still go worth a pretty penny, especially like Little Mermaid or something like That's that. That's true. Yeah, they're not giving that away for that. Pr- That's $50 each individually. No. You're getting you like, like the, you're getting the Pelican Brief starring that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. You Do you want to watch Armageddon on VHS again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Austin Powers 1? <laughs> go oh, ahead to on. Urban Outfitters. Oh yeah, what's the wait 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 now wait now we have to play a game. What were your top VHS tapes? Top VHS because tapes. We're naming okay. some of mine. Okay. So Grease was number one for me. Grease number one for you. Okay, okay. Number one for yeah. me, I would have to say. Number one, my OG VHS tape. Oh, I know, I know, the original cut of Star Wars. Ooh, a new hope yeah. before they even called it a new hope just when it was star wars and that's it <laughs> like yeah, that's all you need was, to know when it, the good old days yeah. back, before, back before jar jar ruined it back before women i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't it's, hate sequels as much as mm, everyone else does. no no okay, you know so, what so now know. i'm not really I'm not thinking about the order. Now I'm just, okay, so my, I know for sure my number one was Grease. Okay. Um, so now I'm going through what other, I did, I did have, in addition to Grease, I had Grease 2. Yes. But I never bought Grease 2. We recorded it <laughs> and it was on TNT. So I had memorized all of the commercials that oh, were wow. on that airing of Grease 2. I'm like, this is, and I, I watch it now, I'm like, yeah, the Bush's Baked Beans commercial should be going on right after this. Like, <laughs> don't you have it on DVD now. Oh, man, that's kind of great. And that, that you yeah. know what, that's indicative of, like, when you have a great VHS where you've got the perfect show on there. Yeah. Like, I did this one I time. I wish I still had that Grease 2 VHS. I really do. I wish I <laughs> I did this one time with um, Generation X. It was an awful show. It was an awful made-for-TV movie that came off Fox. I want to say, like, 98, 99, back before we had, like, you know, X-Men movies proper or the Marvel uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they made a made-for-TV Generation X movie. Okay. 
that followed up um, the Nick Fury movie that starred David Hasselhoff. Oh, God. I yeah. forgot about that. Yo, uh, that, a lot know, of people just, wanted to. You, you literally just reminded me that at one point Nick Fury was white. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> he is, he is com- like, between the comics and the movies, he's just rewritten in my mind as, as a black character. Like, he's always been a black character. I owe that to the charisma of uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, yeah, just a yeah. smooth but it motherfucker. Was they, they changed him in the comics, too. Now, like, he's just black now. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to tempt fate and just have people start mailing us random VHS tapes. So I'm going to save the PO box number for later. God, I right. yeah, I know, I know. But if, <laughs> if any look, if anyone finds the Bush's baked beans, agrees to <laughs> reach out to us, private message us, because I want it. That's right. I want it. So I made Generation X. You send X. me porn. I will be very angry, but also send porn. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Now see, my thinking is if somebody still has physical pornography in their home, it's not something they're gonna easily part with. <laughs> yeah, I I that that is a very confusing conundrum. Yeah. Of like okay, cool. Good for you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know. Let's touch it. Please get away. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um one day I'm gonna tell you about uh, my video story days. Oh, God. Austin mm. Powers was another one. The first one, for sure. Oh, like totally. Like, VHS. Yeah. Uh, um, obviously, all of the Disney ones. Like, my favorite Disneys were uh, um, Aladdin and The Lion King. Those were always, like, my top, top ones. Aladdin was a must. You know, sometimes mm. uh, sometimes I'd let Aladdin 2 through the door, but mostly just the first one. Because those, yeah. those Disney those sequels, VHS? oh, Oof. they used to be such trash. Like, oh, they were bad, but we liked them. We did because it's all we had. It's all we had. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, you're not gonna get yeah. the original and voices. You get angry because like Jafar's voice is different, and you're just pissed. <laughs> like that, yeah. you know, they were like kids will never know. Oh, we knew. Oh, we knew. We knew when you changed the damn voice on us. People are angry about the fact that you know. Robin Williams is not the genie anymore in the live action Aladdin. We had to deal with years. You know, of it's difficult Hank, with him being dead. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little difficult. But we had to deal with Disney pissing off Robin Williams and us getting Hank Azaria in the meantime. That was Hank Azaria. Yeah. Ooh, Wait, I didn't know that? No, I'm wrong. It was Homer. It was Dan Castanella. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Castellanata. Castellaneta? Castellaneta, yeah. I've never pronounced that man's name before. A real quick, <laughs> real quick offshoot of this VHS thing, which we will return to because yeah. I'm just fascinated by this. Um, <laughs> what do you think of this genie preview that they put out there? Well, or Aladdin preview, but genie. <laughs> it was the genie reveal. The blue genie reveal. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it harkens back to that old saying from Jurassic Park. We were so concerned whether or not we could. We never thought if we should. Because they they released the first photo of Aladdin with Will Smith just looking like Will Smith with a top knot. And everybody was like, no, that's sacrilege. He should be blue. And then we got him blue. And it's like, oh, my God, that's going to haunt my nightmares forever. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's fine. You know? Really? Yeah, oh, totally. Wow. Look, okay, so... If this was a few live-action movies back, I'd be concerned. But we live in a post-Jungle um, Book world now, 
You know, we've we've been through Beauty and the Beast. You know, I like Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen Jungle Book yet, but exactly, we've we've been through. Um, what was the one with Angelina Jolie? Um, I don't was, uh, really like her, so I have. I but it was Malefic- Maleficent. Maleficent, Malif- yeah, and it was good. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was fine. It was okay. I'm just really reeling that back now. Nah, yeah. it was all right. But what I'm getting at is that. It's never going to look like the cartoon. It's never going to look like exactly what you remember. But most importantly, it's not for us. It's for the kids. I don't need it to look like the cartoon. I need it to not look like an avatar injected itself in the ass with steroids five minutes before they filmed this shit. It was terrifying. Like, And look, it's early CG. You can't, you know, you can't judge it on the same level that you can judge a finished movie you always have to take cgi in in trailers with a grain of salt but at the same time the cgi in the lion king trailer was dope as shit like well i mean they've had practice amazing they've had practice with animals this is the first time they've done a genie in the live action world oh that's fair that's fair yeah Yeah. you know when they when they come through i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm ever yeah, same right. thing. Uncanny Valley. It's going to be Uncanny Valley when they come through with Pinocchio. Just watch. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Remember the Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> Pinocchio movie? That yes, scared I do. the shit out of me when I was a kid. That was horrifying. And then Disney tried to do their own with Drew Carey as Geppetto, and that was just. Oh, I don't remember that. Ooh, that's Not bad. many people do. It was bad. It was really bad. But I remember Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Most girls do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he um he scared the crap out of me in that when he was like partially Pinocchio and then turning into a real boy and like yeah, it was oh, oh so creepy. It's like half him, half wooden creature. I hope that when they do a live action movie it's not like that. Yeah, same. Um, so I I'm not ruling out Aladdin. I, I think it's way too early to be like, I'm not interested in it. Like, I thought the first trailer, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued by this. You know, yeah. I'm still intrigued by it, but I'm not excited the way that I am for The Lion King. I think The Lion King, just based off the cast alone, before I even saw the trailer, I'm like, look at the people that they have involved with this film. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Disney's been on kind of a roll for a while now with the animated stuff and with the live action yeah. stuff. Uh, they're due for a lull. This might be the first movie yeah. that doesn't really do well for them in that regard. Um, yeah. You know, I remember the dark ages of like Home on the Range and Brother Bear and that sort of thing. Oh, Brother like, Bear was good. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't like Disney good. It was like. That's fair. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a, a good DreamWorks movie. Thing. Oh, I just remembered another one. I just re- <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I remember VHS movies now. Okay. Um, which was uh, Five Old Goes West oh, slash yeah. Rockadoodle. Like yeah. Oh, they yeah. did a they did a double set for that. <laughs> no, no, no. I just watched those a lot, and I didn't want oh. to forget the names, so okay. I set them both okay. together. <laughs> that was your there's your personal double set. Yeah, so my personal double. When I was a kid, they had those really bad public domain VHS cartoon sets that would come out that had like an hour and change a Popeye on there. I had a few of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's like when, when your parents sent you over to like a, a another adult's place to yeah. babysit you or whatever, they would send you with your kit of things to keep you occupied. Yeah. And oh, some of those yeah, things were just, 
VHS tapes and books. Rarely the books got yep. used. VHS tapes. Yeah, just sit over here and watch this veg out. So yeah, when I went over, like, go to my grandma's house and watch Wishbone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so my grandma, my grandma smartly started to collect movies that she knew she wanted us to have in our collection. Oh, so, that's so sweet. She, yeah, so she had several Disney films. Um, she had the Clamshell Bambi, Dumbo. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that Dumbo looks good too. That it looks. God, yeah, they got too many in production right now. It seems like yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's like so, the three that are coming out this year alone. Yeah, so she had uh, Bambi, Dumbo, and Mary Poppins, and oh, yes. well, the three of those I wore out Mary Poppins. I thought that was the oh, best. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it was just so pure and so. I love when she magical. runs away from the Nazis. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. Yes. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> the hills were alive with the sounds of chimneys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <Jesus. laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. There's a gif where somebody um, superimposed, like, Uzis in her hands as she's twirling around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who filmed that, number one speaking and two? Of, speaking of the childhood... Um, VHS slash cartoon things. Another one I loved was Balto. Oh yeah. And and did you see the the guy from Twitter? How he said that like Balto didn't almost die getting vaccines, so you could not vaccinate your kids. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's perfect. And then yeah. I like I, I followed up on that where I'm like, um, did you guys? And I said this a couple years ago. I'm like, did you guys not pay attention to American Tale? Like that movie was literally all about Nazis, like mm-hmm. and and not maybe don't be anti-Semitic and anti-immigrant. Like that's a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, also short circuit, but we don't talk about that one too much anymore. Circuit? Well, wait, what did that have to do with? I've short, seen that. Short circuit? Yeah, you know, he's a robot and he's trying to be an American, and they keep trying to shut him down. It's not cool, man. Oh. Yeah. All he wants is citizenship. Like, I can't remember so many movies ending with aliens or otherworldly beings, uh, you know, being sworn in as Americans. And I'm like, oh, cool. You know, they did something positive for the country and now they get to be an American. That's kind of yeah, great. And, and you know what happens in real life? You get deported like E.T. That's yeah. what happens in real life. Yeah. Why'd you have to bring up E.T.? Because... <laughs> Oh, I don't, you know, I don't know if I told you this. This is actually just a podcast about E.T. We're just going to watch <laughs> E.T. every week and see what happens. That's going to be our, that's going to be our top tier Patreon uh, right there. Yeah, for people yeah. to, <laughs> people tip in enough oh, money God. to make me watch E.T. on a live stream and just see my yeah. reactions every time he comes on screen. Because I, I swear I to God. I love the idea of, bo- of somehow both of us being able to watch on the live stream some, like together, like trying to coordinate it so we're watching it together. Oh, my and God. And preferably just in person together so you can see the, the joy and wonder in my eyes and the fear <laughs> in your eyes. Because I just... <laughs> like there's there's a scene that I saw like I haven't seen it in in years and years and years. Um but usually when I would see pictures of it it would always be you know just the the looking at his face or whatever and his fingers glowing or seeing him uh you know in the wig and the dress like you know kind of hiding amongst the stuffed animals. That's all cute and whatnot, right? I mean, you know, yeah. to an extent. But I saw a photo recently of him just like ashen white lying in a ditch 
And I'm like, oh my God, this is so frightening. What am I looking at right now? He needs water. <laughs> he needs everything. He's going to wake up and he's going to destroy all mankind. Why can't they yeah. see it? I mean, really, if the fact that that movie didn't end with that spaceship flying away and just instantly destroying the Earth is just unrealistic. Wow. Because they mistreated that boy. I mean, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? He rose above. He was like, I still believe in humankind. (laughs) Yeah, literally. They rose above. (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Anyway, stuff. (laughs) Stuff that I like. Um, Matrix. Matrix was interesting because that was during the transition period. I was going to say you got Matrix on VHS because that was the first DVD we got. Yes, yeah, I think a lot of people had that as their first DVD because that was like giving that shit away with the like the player. That, that was the that show must have been piece. One of those promo. That's like Remember you walk in the store. Remember five? Yeah. You had to no. mail it in. You get five. <laughs> that was one of the five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a list. And it had one of those great menus that would just keep replaying the action scenes over and over as you sit there. Oh yeah, I'd always have to turn those off real quick because <laughs> it would just be so super I, loud. The repetitive, I it would just drive me nuts. There's a website, funny enough, there's a website that's just like you fell asleep with the DVD on or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. And it's literally just like, you know, the scene is you're on a couch. You know, you can see the vantage point from a couch, and it just lets you select different DVDs to just watch the menu of over and over again. Like there's one for Terminator 2. <laughs> there's, there's literally everything on the internet. Yeah, that is that is Wow. Yeah, I mean that's someone, that's just like classic. That, website. that is classic internet right there. That's what the internet used to be for was just these random websites with stuff like that. Yeah, I, I miss know? the like the going like, have you seen is Avagoda alive dot com or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the best. And then, of stuff. course, when Abe Vigoda died, like last year or year before, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go to the website. Right, right. <laughs> and you go on the website, and it had little X's over his eyes. Uh, Abe Vigoda is dead. And then you clicked on a link, and it was some metal song that they made. <laughs> like they had it ready, just like those old newscasts where, oh, yeah. you know, if, if the apocalypse happened, it would be like, you know, Hugh Downs telling you, you know, from 1975 what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. So good. I just was thinking about, like, the Disney movies of live action. I wonder if they're doing Hercules. That seems like that would be an easy one to do, right? Yeah, like, it feels like that should have been the first one. Like, that doesn't get enough love. I think Hercules is is due for a a remake. Oh, Hercules was... That was another one of those VHS ones that I... One of my favorites. Mm. Ooh, every, uh... every live action Disney remake... (laughs) <laughs> Let's look it up. What are we missing? Oh shoot, I forgot about 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close. Already, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say they already did that. Are they gonna do it again? No, but that was great. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. Who did okay, I say so, Glenn Close? Yeah, because it was Glenn Close. Okay. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go through your little slideshow. I hate when websites do that. They're like, click through this slideshow. No, I'm not clicking through your slideshow. Give me a list. I mean, I can okay, just, so, I can send you this link to Wikipedia if you want. Um, I, okay. No, I don't okay. trust. No. Okay. So we got Dumbo, <laughs> Dumbo, then Aladdin, then Lion King, then Mulan. That's, I'm 
very interested. I forgot about that one. Yeah. It's going to translate well. Oh, my God. They're doing another Maleficent. Yes, they are. I'm ready. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Lady and the Tramp is Tessa Thompson and Justin Theroux. Oh, wow. Doing the voices. Okay. Pinocchio to haunt our dreams. Oh, there is a Pinocchio coming. Yeah. Prince Charming. Ooh. Who wants a movie about Prince Charming? I don't know what list you're looking at, but that's not on the official like Wikipedia list here. Collider. I'm on Collider, which is usually pretty reliable. Oliver okay. Twist. Is that a Disney thing? James and the Giant Peach. What? You can't do that. I mean, it was already half live action. That doesn't make sense. Cruella. Yeah. Cruella. I like that. Oh, Emma Stone is playing Cruella. That's good. I'd watch that. Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Fuck no. How did that get through my senses here? What? I don't know. This is weird. Tink. With Reese Witherspoon. Now, if they do Tink with Reese Witherspoon, I want to see Tommy Link, which does uh, fashions or whatever. Like, you've seen him, right? How he does, like, the garbage bag fashions. Yes. I want to see him do Twink, where he dresses up as Tink, Reese Witherspoon Tink, and do his his looks for less. Look, I've been to enough burlesque shows to tell you that that is a thing that happens often. Yeah, no, I know. I just want him to do it for that movie. I want it to be an official (laughs) Disney-sanctioned. Let me tell you, around C2E2 a few years ago, I went to to a burlesque event where I saw a man do a Doug performance, and by the end of it, he became Quail Man. All right? It's dope as hell. It was dope. That sounds good. He yeah, did a great job. Really cool. you know, kudos, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Uh, the sword in the stone. In the stone. Nobody even saw that. Easy. Yeah. I saw it. I remember it. Okay. But I didn't like it. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand Lilo and Stitch. That's going to be weird. Right. Um, but who knows? It could be a Little Mermaid. That does not translate. I'm sorry. I feel like they already made that, but whatever. Okay. I don't think mermaids translate. I like, I just, I feel like they're weird when they try to do live action with mermaids. I like Splash. I thought that was decent (laughs) with Tom Hanks. I've only seen bits and pieces of that one. Yeah. But like the real, the real life one is like that weird movie that won the Oscar last year or whatever. Oh yeah. The Fish Man. Snow White. I'm not even going to correct you. It's just the Fishman movie from now the on. Fishman movie, yeah. Okay, Snow White <laughs> is the last one listed on here. Now, Which is appropriate. All of these, all of these are in development, and they don't have dates on them past um, Maleficent 2, which is yeah. 2020. So they have 2020 like listed on here, but like mm-hmm. beyond that, everything else I listed um, is all just in development. So, oh my god. Oh, I okay. I thought it said director. I was just scrolling through real quick. I said Lady in the Tramp, and it said director, and it said Charlie Bean is director. <laughs> I thought it said Charlie Sheen, and I was like, what the fuck? That's a very Who different movie. Who let you in here, Charlie Sheen? Who? Get out oh, of here. Oh, man. So you've only seen bits and pieces of Splash. However, yes. it was, ironically, released by Touchstone Pictures. A film label created by Walt Disney Studios that same year, 1984, in an effort to release films targeted to adult audiences. So this is basically the prototype for their adult Little Mermaid. 
they made Splash before they made Little Mermaid. Wow. Huh. That's yeah. Wasn't that Ron Howard directed that one? Ron Howard directed, starring Tom Hanks and, um, oh my goodness, Daryl Hannah. Ooh, VHS. VHS movie. Uh, Little, Forrest Gump. Eugene Levy and John Candy action in there, so they had the Canadian faction going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did I did so <laughs> Apollo thirteen and Forrest Gump. Those were those were some VHS jams right there. Oh definitely. Forrest Gump was a VHS jam. Um oh man. Forrest Gump was up there like with Titanic of like yeah. how if you didn't own that, you were garbage. Like, <laughs> it was in your collection for sure. For sure. It had for to sure. be. Yeah. Uh, I really want to know oh. other people, like, tell us your, what was your essential, like, in the essential VHS, what are we not thinking of here? Because I know we're missing some. Jurassic like, what's Park. what's the essential, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jurassic <laughs> Park. Essential VHS, one of the first ones, I think, right? Oh, for Wait, sure. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's, like, 80s, like, there was way more before that, right? Like, well, Jurassic Park was, like, 94, those were primarily rentals. The reason I bring up Jurassic Park is because oh, that, yeah. to me, that's like the first VHS that I was actually able to purchase at like Jewel Osco yeah, for a reasonable price. Expensive. Yeah, like they made that widely available. And it was uh, noticeable because it didn't have the big clamshell case. It just had a paper sleeve. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, you can own this. Don't feel bad about it. Just take it home with your groceries. Enjoy it whenever you want to see it. It's Jurassic yeah. Park. You're welcome. Game changer. Like, exactly. Like being able to own your own movies. There was a time when people couldn't own their own movies. That's nuts to me. Like, <laughs> like how? What? Huh? Right. Right. Now we have them all on our phones. Anytime. I don't watch movies on my phone. <laughs> Old person. Old person time. I do not watch movies or television on my phone. I watch them <laughs> on a TV. I still own DVDs. Yes. Even I at the airport? I do not like... No, I will listen to a podcast or music. I Ooh. I use the thing for the thing that it's meant for in my That's brain. Right. Like in my like yeah, no, if I'm on a plane, I'm just I just stack up podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't want I just can't I can watch YouTube on my phone. Like mm-hmm. but I can't I can't do TV shows and movies. I see people doing it on planes. I understand why they do it. I can't. I've gotten a lot more liberal with it in, in, in my, my later years here because I used to be the same way. Like if I'm playing a video game, I'm concentrating on that. But yeah. at night when I'm streaming Tetris, you know, my, my Twitch handle is Mighty Ink Matt, by the way. Um, when I'm streaming Tetris over Twitch, I'm usually listening to a podcast, an audio book. I was watching Frasier on my, on my iPad. I had that like in my peripheral. Like I was just had that going. Um, No, I will like I will take the switch and and play like Zelda or whatever and watch a show on the TV. mm -hmm. But I won't put the switch on the TV and put a show on my phone. Yeah. okay, I feel you on that. That's what my brain won't allow that. I don't think I've seen a full episode of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've only had it on, you know. Because I mean the, the the dialogue on there is so witty. That's that's the most important part anyway. You know. Yeah, but it is visually a gorgeous show. Oh my yeah, gosh! It really is. The second is. season, they have this transition of Paris to New York and New York oh, to yeah. Paris, and the yeah. way that she does it is just like so good. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right about that. I'm still not sold on Zach Levi being on there though. Still not. Sold. Oh, I like him on there. I think he's really good. That's actually what resold me on Zachary Levi. <laughs> it's like I, I'm not sure about you. You seem a little bit broy, and then yeah. I watch. 
that, I'm like, oh, I like you. Although he's buff as hell. It's weird. It really is. It really, he's tall. Got that, yeah. Well, I, th- I mean, he's always been tall, but he was thinner when he was on Chuck. And yeah. now, obviously, he's doing Shazam, so he bulked up. And he's mm-hmm. kind of maintaining at least some of that bulk. And, you know, he wasn't like crazy superhero bulk for Maisel, but he was still pretty bulky dude. I mean, I was like, holy crap, he looks like a different person. He does. He definitely does. Unfortunately, I, I don't know. There's something about his acting style that really takes me out of the moment. So he's he's good. I don't want to, you know, take anything away from him. But when he attempts to do voices or or put on some different type of personality, it's almost see-through. It's almost transparent. Like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. You're trying to do this sound from this particular time period, but... You're still yeah. Zach Levi, man. You're still Chuck. I can see you. It's all right, you know? Yeah. I don't typically have that problem, and it didn't bother me with that, mm-hmm. but I understand that that is a thing. Yeah. yeah. So so do you have trouble with him? Like, the Shazam, we obviously haven't seen it yet, but the trailer. Like, did you <laughs> did you go, oh, I'm struggling with you here, bud? No, because he, he's just being himself there. Like, I feel right. like it's just him right. being just goofy and, and nerdy, like he does yeah. at the uh, the Nerd HQ stuff at... Um, uh, the Comic Cons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's him. That's fine. That's but true. when he tries to be serious and he tries to be suave and savoir faire, it's like, mm, nah, dude. Yeah. Sorry. They definitely have like his, he's, he's a weirdo though. That yeah. does help. Like he's, a, he's a total weirdo <laughs> like Basil. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his quirks too. And mm-hmm. he kind of, he kind of has to to keep up with her, which by the way, screw you for getting me hooked on this show because I mm-hmm. really don't want to like it. But you kept talking about it, and I watched it, and now I can't stop watching it. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks. No shit. My recommendation is gold. <sighs> How did you not know this about me yet? Man. It's just so Solid aggressively gold. white. I don't know, man. Oh, it's white. Oh, my gosh. It's like if it had a flavor, it would be Cool Ranch. I'm trying to think of a like a really white show now. <laughs> Frasier, for example, is a yeah. very white show. I'll give but you it's that. not even like a little bit of the like ethnic white, mm-hmm. like like you would you know, um, ethnic white show would be very white show, but it's ethnic white. So like The Sopranos, for example, Maisel yeah. yeah. is another one that's like very white but ethnically white. Like mm-hmm. so, it's got a little bit more going on. It's not dry toast. I would I would almost put in the same category as Mad Men. Um, not only because of the time period, but just, you know, the, the, the vibe of it. It is a very it. white show. It is. But you know what? They dealt with, you know, civil rights, uh, you know, situations and, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Every now and then they touched on it, you know, just to remind yeah. you, like, yeah, this is still happening in the real world. It's not just, you know, some wonderful Maisel imaginary is, place. Measles a little bit like kind of like, yeah, we don't really want to deal. Like, like we're just going to integrate it. Like they have, you know. <laughs> They they do have at least so far like yeah. it's kind of just integrated. It's almost like um like if you watch Shit's Creek like yeah. there's no homophobia like they're living in a small town but like there are openly gay characters yeah and it's not a thing like it's just not a problem. So it's almost like a little bit dreamlike of like no this isn't an issue here. I mean we know it it, it happened <laughs> in real life but you know there also weren't female comedians doing what she was doing. You yeah. know, on that show. So it's like it is just like, um, you know, Gilmore Girls is, you mm. know, very like this town does not exist. This is so out there. This is so crazy. It's dreamlike. It's whimsical. But now this is going to be kind of 
it's going to be kind of weird to say this, but I feel like, you know, and it's not taken away from the quality of the entertainment of the show at all, but I feel like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel isn't really the show to deal with that sort of thing anyway. You no, know? I don't think so. Because it's, it's really just, you know, taking this laissez-faire sort of attitude towards everything. And it's like, you can't just all of a sudden do a do a spin on your heel and go, okay, well, no, this is serious now. You know, it's like it would take away I mean, from what the show like is. she's like divorced. Like her and Joel are splitting and she's like, she made uh, she made pot roast, the Methodist brisket. Like, like mm-hmm. it's it's dealing with heavy stuff, but doing it in like a hilarious way. Like it's yeah, it's not that show. Right. And I I feel like it's okay that it's not that show. Like yeah. I would rather see someone who who knows what they're doing. It's kind of like you know that that what was that show Confederacy or whatever that the the guys were oh, gonna yeah. do. I don't know if they still are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're not the ones who should be making that show. No, definitely not. <laughs> like I just you can now you are the ones who should be assisting others make that show because you have a platform like and mm-hmm. you and you have, you know, HBO behind you. So if you want to bring in someone who comes to you and says, you know, or seek them out and go, "Hey, we want diversity, we want this. We're going to use our name to help, you know, propel this show into the world." That's great. That's what you should be doing. But like, I, yeah, I don't know if that's a great idea. <laughs> so yeah, I totally agree. I don't think you're taking anything away from the show. You're just saying that like, yeah, no, that's not really what this is about. Right. It's not right. that type of show. It's a comedy. Like at the end of the day, it is a comedy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's fine. I don't mind it. And you something... like it. You would not yeah, have watched then... this much if you didn't like it. <laughs> I do like it. I can't deny it. I can't deny it. I enjoy the show. It's got it's got some really good moments. And she is legitimately funny when she does the stand up bits. Oh my gosh, she's so good. Mm -hmm. Like that's why it was like winning these awards for her and Alex Borstein. Like, oh my god, Alex Borstein. Jesus, she's so funny on that show. I've always been a fan of hers, even before Family Guy, even before all this stuff. When she was on Mad TV, TV, I'm like, she's something else. She really is. That whole cast, uh, the the a good chunk of the cast on Mad TV, they were on another level. They knew what they were doing. They were funny. They were improv. They they had something. It's just man, the Mad show TV wasn't great, but they were did, insanely no, talented. They yeah. were. They they made that show. That original cast on Mad TV. They made that show. I mean, look at it. We got Alex Bordstein. We got you know uh, Will Sasso. We got um, Key and Peele. You know. Mm-hmm. So all these amazing actors, these comedic actors and actresses came from that show. But when you go back and watch Mad TV, it's like, man, uh, I can't even forget to say my boy Phil Lamar. I mean, you know, one of the yeah. most talented voice actors <laughs> for a long remember, time. I don't remember Mad TV. Now I'm going to go on like YouTube, like go down the rabbit hole of YouTube of Mad TV sketch, sketches. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I feel like it's just going to be bad. Oh, no, I went down because you were you sent me that thing about all that being revived revival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keenan is bringing Keenan. Yes, is bringing back um, uh, all that. And I'm like, yes, oh, that's is. awesome. So I was like, let me go online and watch all that skits. <laughs> oh, no, it yeah. was made for kids. Guys. <laughs> it does not hold up at all. I'm glad it existed. I'm glad that I enjoyed it at the time. Just don't. <laughs> Like, like maybe don't let it live right. in your memory as being hilarious and great. Some things are best left in the past. That's oh my for sure. gosh. It's one of those. Oh man. 
Like, you may think you want to go back and watch Transformers. Like, oh, yeah, I remember as a kid, those storylines used to be great. Guess what? Not so much. However, I will say that the Amanda show skit where they were making fun of Dawson's Creek. (laughs) Like, if you're a Dawson's Creek fan, look that up. It's Moody's Point. And it is (laughs) that shit holds up. It is funny. It is still (laughs) funny. Yeah, there's there's some things you can just never go back to. Um, unfortunately, yeah. no, either because you grow up or because it's just not scratching that same itch that it used to. Or, I mean, you don't want to say that the quality just got bad, but you know, it's it's just not it's not doing sometimes it for you. That's the case. Sometimes it's just like you're talking about earlier. It's not meant for you. Like this right. isn't meant for you. Right, right. And, and I'm, so it's I'm not having a late. I'm having a hard time figuring out what it is about me or was missing from Kingdom Hearts 3. Really? So yeah. it's your heart. It's it's, my... <laughs> it's no longer it's no longer the kingdom that it once you, was. You either die a hero, a wielder of the keyblade, or you live long enough to see yourself become a heartless. Oh. Or nobody. Um so yeah, it's it's a little too um tween melodrama for me. I don't know. Um the, the the dialogue in the third game is just so stilted and just kind of drags. It makes me dread cutscenes, and that's unfortunate oh, that's because never there's good. there's cutscenes every five steps you take. You get in a fight oh. with a room full of bad guys, and before you can even swoop around and collect all the little bits and baubles that fall on the ground, you're already just interacting with Goofy and Donald again. And talking to like the toys from Toy Story or something. Now that's rough because I love Toy Story, like mm-hmm. top to bottom, everything oh, about it. Yeah, another All great VHS tape. Yes, indeed. So I'm a fan. I'm a fan yeah. of Toy Story. Same. And the fact that I thought Can't wait for four. that that level just dragged on for like an hour too long. That's pretty bad. Oh, that's really sad, man. <laughs> I've been waiting for this I, game I... for so long. And that that was the issue that I had as a kid, too. You were talking about that, like with Kingdom Hearts. I remember it having long cutscenes. Like mm -hmm. and I was like, I just want to go play in these worlds. Like (laughs) I didn't want to deal with the cutscenes the way they were. Like I was I guess I just wasn't as deeply invested in the story as kids my age were. Yeah. Um and I was just like, I just want to go play. Like, let me go play in this world, like with all these characters that I grew up watching and everything. So yeah, I I have no interest in three. I'm not gonna play it. Like I'm just yeah. not. Um, like I enjoyed I enjoyed the first two games so much. I wanted to get a Kingdom Hearts tattoo. I got a Keyblade oh, wow. pendant for D as a gift one time, and yeah, it was kind of awful because uh, <laughs> she really wasn't into it as much as I was. <laughs> but I'm like, yes, oh, thought, this is something special to me. Like, oh man, she was in the hospital. She got a rash. It was bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, it was straight from. Uh, I got it from Japan somehow. <laughs> oh yeah, I got it from one of those like websites or something like that. That doesn't really speak to the quality of it. I don't know. I just kind of threw that out there. But anyway, what I'm getting at is the fact that. Wow. It's just, no, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like, there was so much crap out there for it. And I was just eating it up, you know? Oh yeah. 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 And, and then the story started getting all convoluted with all the little spinoffs, like 356 oh, by two remix and, and yeah. remix and death drop definition they and all that other full final fantasy. Oh man. With that. Yeah. Like, right. Like it was insane. 
So now, in the third one, it seems like there's a lot less Final Fantasy stuff. Like, they've built so much of the auxiliary world of Kingdom Hearts that they don't need to rely as heavily on the Final Fantasy characters or uh, the Disney characters as much. So they're just kind of there. They're just kind of like okay. with you. Like, you know, you're going on an adventure and you bring your teddy bear along or something. Okay. So it's just kind of, eh. It's just kind of, eh. I want to finish it, but I really don't care about the upcoming worlds that I'm supposed to go to enough to actually do it. So what are the worlds that you haven't gotten to? All right. So I did Tangled and that was kind of a yeah. waste of time because I just look Tangled to me. Another Zachary Levi performance. Oh, I like <laughs> Where, Tangled. Yeah, I guess I I liked it, but it was forgettable because I completely forgot that I saw it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this part now. Okay. I, they, uh, yeah, I agree it is forgettable. I like it, but it's forgettable. They, they basically played out Frozen the whole Frozen is forgettable, story. too. Sorry. Like, well, I understand that the soundtrack was a phenomenon and everything yeah. like that, but that movie was forgettable. The movie was just okay. So I have Frozen coming up. Not really caring about that one right. too much. Big Hero Six, I'd be interested to check out. Oh, that's uh, cool. Monsters Inc. Uh, oh not one, yeah, not one of my favorite Pixar movies. And then of not course, one Monsters... of mine either. But that seems like it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. In, in a just... world where you don't have twenty cutscenes. <laughs> right. And then the other ones, I don't even know what else is is coming up after that. It's just I don't care. I can't care yeah, about it. I can't it. invest that much time in this game. So. I guess I'm just going to give it up. I'm going to give it to somebody that's oh, going to appreciate man. it. Yeah. So you're finishing up your, your current, uh, whatchamacallit, level, which is Toy Story? Um, no, I, I think I just finished Tangled and I kind of just left it alone after that. Oh, the gummy ship is back, you know, for those that love flying that thing around mm -hmm. and building it. And now, for some reason, in addition to blocks, you can attach corgis to it. I, I have no idea why. I do not know what that is. Okay. Yeah, just okay, cute little so, dogs. <laughs> so I just, I just like looked on Wikipedia real quick, and yep. it says it's Tangled, Frozen, Big Hero Six, Toy Story, Monsters Inc., and then uh, returning to Hercules, Pirates oh, of the yeah. Caribbean, Winnie the oh. Pooh, <sighs> The Dark World. What's that from? I don't know. Oh, I think that's just. Some original, just the level. ones they made up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that. It, yeah, there's really not. This doesn't seem like. <laughs> like <laughs> that, I agree, man. I don't think I'd go any further. Like Toy Story would be the most exciting one. Yeah, Toy Story. You was... know, a Toy Story game would be awesome if they could like a, a great game. I remember playing the Toy Soldiers game. Whatever. You remember those? Oh yeah, I remember those. Were those like, actually were those actually like associated with Toy Story, or were they just on their own? I think they were just kind of on their own. Okay, well those were fun, but, <laughs> but it would be cool <laughs> to play like a really great Toy Story game. Like imagine that on the Switch, it'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. It would be. Like I think you're talking about. Um, oh my goodness, uh, Army Army Men was it? I think so. yeah, I think so. Yeah, they just had a whole like line of those games. It was Army Men. Yeah. I was getting ready to say small soldiers, no, different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not feeling it. But I, I would give up. There's too many good games. If you don't like it, if you're not if you're not that into it, give it up. Right. Get out of exactly. here. Exactly. Bail. Exactly. <laughs> Life's too short. Bail. <laughs>
So I guess we should really kind of address the elephant in the room a little bit and talk about <laughs> what's going on with this whole Jesse Smollett situation. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's he, look, here's the thing. All right. Yep. Despite what we said in response to the reporting, which the reporting was not bad. We just did not have all the facts. Right. It's looking that way. I do not regret um, the fact that we were like, we're going to take a stand for people who are oppressed and take a stand against like, you know, obviously hate crimes are wrong. Obviously we have to deal with things. I don't remember if we said anything in reference to like MAGA people or something like that. Mm. Um, and I didn't go back and listen to it. If we did, I I will bite the bullet and apologize for that. Like, you know, you don't have to, but like, but like I will be and be like, you know, I, I understand that's not like a popular thing. And people are like, you don't have to apologize to do this. That. Like, yeah, you know, we do like, like if, if something is presented and it's wrong, you have to acknowledge that we can't live in a world of like delusional bullshit, even though some people want to live in a world of delusional bullshit. Like we have to believe, like <laughs> we have to follow the truth there. And call this out for what it is. And it's looking like a hoax. Yeah. Um, like he did it himself. And mm -hmm. and now apparently the FBI is looking into it. I think I sent you that article earlier. You did. You did. And so uh, I think that's over the letter that he apparently sent to himself. That's, this is this is this is more batshit than you. OK, I mean, like, it's it seems like a storyline off of Empire. You know, that's the part that kills me. That's the part that at the end of the day that I think really irritates me. Yeah. You know, people are people are being dicks like James Woods and stuff, who's always being a dick. But like, yeah. you know, when are these liberals going to like, like, oh, you really want people to apologize for being compassionate towards a victim of a hate crime? I know he wasn't actually it sounds like wasn't allegedly a victim of a hate crime and all that. Like, I realize that's what it sounds like now. And that's where we're going in this direction. But. I don't understand why anyone would need to apologize for saying, hey, we should eliminate some hate in this country. That's why? the thing. And you and like and you're going, well, we didn't believe him. Like, um, why were you basically celebrating? Like, like, why were you immediately going? He's a liar. And is that like maybe you should have taken a step back too? like we should have. Maybe you yeah. should have done that, too. Like everyone was everyone was jumping to one conclusion or another. And it wasn't right. I don't know. So I mostly agree with your take on that. I do want to add yeah, that this is time for compassion. It's time to come together. So, it's not time to say, I told you so, all that kind of crap like that. You know, we were wrong about this. You know, we believe somebody that said that. that yeah. yeah, it looks like we were wrong about it. We believe somebody who said that they were attacked. We believe somebody at face value that seemingly had no reason to lie. You know, a lot of people uh, wanted to say that it's possible he was getting written off the show. But, you know, reports came out from the Empire staff and from Fox himself saying that, no, he was not being written off of the show. So, you know, well, he's being written off now. He is being written off now. I mean, he has is... to be. He's not going to stay on that show. He's probably going to go to jail for this. 
Yeah, it's very possible. But the, the, the news did come out today that they're scrambling to rewrite the last half of the season, which is coming back in March. Um, I know some why people would have, you do this? Like, well, why? I know some people have called for the show to get canceled altogether, which I think is a little bit, you know, no. much because that, he's part of no an ensemble. Concept. Yeah, and right. you also have no concept for – it's just like when people are calling for the cancellation of Roseanne. And I'm like, yeah. look, I'm not saying that she should stay on the show. But, you know, if you're saying that, you really aren't thinking through how many – like hundreds of people are employed on these shows. Yeah. And, you know, Tina Fey talked about that in her book Bossy Pants, which, you know, if you like 30 Rock, Tina Fey or whatever, you should definitely read that. Um, she – was saying, you know, the responsibility that you have as a showrunner, as a person leading the show to show up because there are hundreds of people who have to feed their kids, who have to, you know, they, they rely on this. They rely on you. So don't jump to canceling a show like that. Um, calling for him to be written off the show, I think, is reasonable. Um, but not to cancel a show. Don't put hundreds of people out of work when it's an ensemble, like you said. That just doesn't make sense. But more to the immediate of what I'm getting at right now is that this this is a terrible thing. If if this was indeed a complete hoax, it's a terrible thing because people who might have been on the you know on the fence about this sort of thing now, when this sort of thing really happens, it's going to take even more to convince them because this is the first thing they're going to think of. So for everything that he seemingly was trying to accomplish, uh, if this was in fact, uh, in fact, a hoax. What was he now? What did what, what did he think was he what do you think he was going to get out of this? That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Why did he do this? Attention to this cause, attention to wanting to make it seem like people really do have it out for folks of color and folks that are uh, homosexual, you know. There's enough going on in this country right now that we don't need made up drama. For instance, you know, there's this, this, this news producer was fired after using the N word in a parking dispute with a neighbor in Miami. You know, um, we that have, was me. sorry guys, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not in Miami. I'm in Tampa. You know, we had a situation in Arizona a couple years ago where this, this young black man was just driving his car. He waved a, a white woman across the street yeah. and she just started yelling all kind of expletives at him seemingly for no reason. He filmed the whole thing start to finish. So there's no wiggle room for misinterpretation here. He's like yeah. going right ahead. You know, I guess maybe he was just taping the tape or whatever, you know, to post it he later. He gestured to a white woman, go after him. Oh my him. goodness. And then she said she shot Tupac. Like you literally hear her on the video saying I shot Tupac and calling him, you know, all kind of slurs, homosexual slurs How and, and black she, slurs. I it's am like, the one who shot Tupac. Blacks. Oh my goodness. Isn't that, isn't that like, I think that no. was before I was born. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> like the math doesn't check out. Please don't Not set our PO box on fire. <laughs> But, you know, there's 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 politicians wearing these manga hats on TV, jokingly saying, you know, he's going to uh, what did he say? He's going to see if his son or daughter can swim. If he finds out that they're gay, he's going to take them out and see if they know how to swim. Like, what are you what are you getting at, dude? It's just there's enough nastiness. There's enough enough evil in this world that we don't need to fabricate it. I mean, to make up something on that, like you're psychotic. 
Like something like there's there's some sort of psychological issue. Like there's something wrong with this guy. I mean, I I just I don't understand faking a hate crime. I don't know him, and I don't know what's happened to him. But everything Man, that I do like know the about him, thing, we're like we don't know, and then we're not in the, we're not in the, but come on, come on. I, I don't know what got him to this point where he feels like, you know, either he he felt like he needed to do that, or he imagined something that didn't happen. Who knows? And then to have his entire family have to go through this, too, and stick up for him and say, you know, that, we stand with yeah. him. I mean, obviously, they have to. They're family. You know, that's what you do for family in most cases. But... Imagine and imagine being like my my son, my brother, whatever, was a victim of a hate crime and like yeah. how terrified they must have been. And that, what I, I just I, I I can't understand it. I, I just it's. Yeah. It's upsetting because it just hurts, like you were talking about earlier, it just hurts every single person who tries to come forward now. Right. Because this is, they're going to go here, even though it's one example. I mean, statistically, people, like, you know, the statistics on rape and everything like that, like, um, false accusations, it's marginal, guys. It's less than, like, 10%. If you look at the the FBI and, like, these studies have been done, and they're like, it's the same... It's the same as any crime. So, like, false accusations of murder, false accusations of anything. Like, these numbers are pretty much, like, it's, like, less than 10% of the crimes reported turn out to be false. Right. So, I I just, I mean, it's, it is the minority, but we, we, look, we point to it, we, people, point to it and say, look, there's my example. It, it, you know, she was lying. He was lying, you know, like this is, he just gave them so much fuel. I don't know what he thought, how he thought this would end. Yeah. I mean, we're less than three years out from the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. So for anyone to attempt to realistically say that, like waking up going, okay, I got to find out if people I know are dead. Yeah. And but for anybody to try to realistically say that, you know, this isn't a thing, like people don't just unequivocally hate LGBT just for no reason or, or want to do I them mean, any and, harm. And black. Like you can't, you know, both both things are a factor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can go, OK, uh, that guy who, you know, who gives a shit what his name was, who shot up the church. How many years ago is that? Four years? <laughs> Not even that. Not even. Yeah. Um. I mean that that was that was a racially charged hate crime. He murdered people in cold blood who were yeah. just going to worship. Like that was, you know, it just like you said with pulse like like these these things and they're like you know, these are hate crimes and then they're so it's it's the hatred and then it's issues of violence in our country, issues of guns in our country. Like all of these things are problems that we have to deal with. And they're so difficult to navigate. It seems obvious. Like, it seems like, of course, you shouldn't hate other people. Of course, you should be able to. But, but it's not easy to deal with this stuff. And when you, I mean, when you have the audacity to lie, which this is allegedly what, I mean, this is what's so difficult because I'm, it feels like one extreme to another. So much compassion and then so much hatred for it. And like, like, I hope that this guy, like, I hope that Jesse gets help because like I said, that, that, that's not a rational thing to do. That's not the conclusion that you jump to. 
when you're faced with people aren't believing that this is a real problem. Um, You don't jump to faking a hate crime. Um, I mean, these, these things are real and we don't need that, that fuel that goes this not, it's not real. We don't need you to like give them something to gaslight, you know, um, LGBT people, black people, Latino people, like, like every, like you don't need that. It's just, it's so frustrating because it's just going to hurt people. It's hard. Yeah. It is hard. It's hard, especially with everybody doing a little victory dance from that extreme side of the folks that wanted to see this just being, you know, called out. It's, yeah, it's and there wasn't, like, you know, and and whether or not like people on the left jump to the like jump to the end of the story too quickly, we weren't. No one was celebrating it. No. No one was like, "This is a thing." Like people were saying, "Trump's hat is a." Uh, the the MAGA hat is a symbol of hate. I'm pretty sure that that was solidified after Charlottesville, wasn't it? Like like when they're wearing these hats to this rally and then a girl gets killed. Right. Like things like like you know. So I feel like that's already there. Yeah. Um, like I'm you know, I'm apologizing for jumping to conclusions about the Jesse Smollett thing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not that's apologizing. Yeah. I'm not apologizing for the for the MAGA hat thing because that is intentionally antagonizing people who have a different opinion. No, at, and that's not what I meant least. earlier. That's yeah. not what I meant by that. What I meant was if we if if I, and I don't like I said don't remember exactly what we said, but if we were going like in the podcast and we usually try to handle things pretty well, so I I don't think we but if we did if we were like these were Trump supporters and like you know Trump supporters are assholes and like if we were doing that then yeah like I I feel the need to say hey sorry for that please stop being a dick overall though like like you know what I mean like I I yeah. can to on this is just my the way that I handle things like this like I want to as a person be able to admit being wrong about things while simultaneously saying but you are wrong about this other stuff and this is not the way that you should handle things like because i just feel like that leads to a better conversation however i don't expect others to do that like i you know and and this is us and i i i agree you know with with you and i like we understand what we're saying you know when we're talking to each other but other people i'm just trying to like articulate that i'm not saying i'm i'm not giving a blanket i'm sorry <laughs> to maga hats and trump's words i'm saying yeah. in this instance if we did go hey placing the blame in your court buddy like okay well clearly then i should you know we should be like okay it wasn't you there like okay yeah whoops okay but what about charlottesville now where were the apologies for that come on like it's just it's a shit show. It really I mean, is. I was even wanted... I was even questioning if we were going to talk about it because yeah, it, it was these weird reportings. And I was like, this doesn't seem like it's real. Like people were saying it was fake from the beginning. I was like, no man, like he wouldn't fake that or whatever. And and now as it's been unraveling, I'm like, oh no, like because just... you want to you want to go for the most logical explanation. The most logical explanation is that. Somebody with this much tenure, with this much sense in his mind, seemingly with a full time job and a career that could, you know, irreparably be destroyed by faking this, wouldn't make this up. Yeah. 
Now we're not so sure. Yeah, I mean. And you know what? This is, this is how humanity should be. We're given new information. We're changing our opinion based on the new information that's coming to us, that's been presented yeah. to us in a digestible way, you know, not just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had to throw this in your face. And, no, and it's like, hey, let's, let's talk about this. Here's some new information for you to base what your thoughts are on this. Right. And I, and I, and like I said in the beginning, I don't have any regrets about saying what, what regrets about saying, um, hate crimes are bad. Guys, hate crimes are bad. Like, it's true. Like, Which is, like, we're not I least. Just, I, there's no, there's no shame in, in offering compassion and, you know, trying to call for some peace and, you know, making things better, you know, like we're saying, be excellent to each other, be, you know, yeah, put some positivity out into the world, make cool shit, you know, support people who make cool shit, like just all of these things. I, I mean, I have no regrets over that. Like, why would you? Why would you right. regret that? It's it's just the, the little nuanced things of like, yeah, this wasn't what we thought it was. Um, But at the end of the day, like, we're still going to stand up for people that are minorities being attacked. Like, yeah. why wouldn't we? That's what you exactly. do. Like, that's, you know, I, I always, you know, the first superhero that I connected to, um, the first thing that really got me was I'd seen like movies before. I'd seen Spider-Man and stuff like that. And I liked it. But Smallville was really what got me into comic books and superhero stuff and everything like that. And it's just that. I kind of, in the back of my head, I kind of get that thing in my mind of, like, what would you do? Like, what would Superman do? What would Clark Kent do? What, like, how do you find that that right path? And, like, you're not always going to do the right thing, but you should have someone in your brain that's like, you know, what would Flying Jesus do? Like, you know, like, <laughs> it, it, it's that thing, like, what, I mean, you should have something in your brain, whether it be a person you know or whatever, that's your moral compass that helps guide you and it could be a fictional character it could be anything and so i you know when it comes to like you know building bridges and caring for minorities and everything like that i kind of go back to that like what would you know a superman do in this situation what, like what would this he these would characters... he would basically snap uh joker's neck and cause a rift between him and Batman and the other superheroes irreparably. Yeah. Uh, so they would all have to square off on 1v1 fights that okay. last three rounds. So this is why, this is why modern writers can't write Superman. And I should be making <laughs> Superman movies because, guys, nobody gets Superman, but I get Superman. Hey, look, gods are among us, okay? Injustice exists in this world. Sometimes you got to snap the Joker's neck. I don't know what to tell you. No. No. Superman, <laughs> Super, yeah. Superman can't help it. All right. Yeah. Everybody, everybody in this world is tissue paper to him. When yeah. he gets to let loose on somebody like Darkseid, then, you know, he gets no, to finally he can be control free. his power. Look, look, I'm not. Gonna <laughs> this. We're talking about hate crimes, Matt. Hate crimes. Oh, uh. uh. I mean, I, it's just one of those things, like, just try to find that, even in this moment where you go, okay, this is wrong. Like, what he did was wrong, and it wasn't reflecting, you know, it, it wasn't reality. Like, what, what he did was wrong. Yeah. Still, don't regret the kindness and compassion that you put into the world in reaction to that. 
Exactly. And next time something happens, remember that even if it doesn't turn out to be exactly what you thought it was, if you meet it with kindness and compassion, if you meet that story with compassion for victims, if you meet it with compassion for people who are minorities, who are in danger, you're, you are doing the right thing because even if he wasn't a real victim, there are other real victims reading that. That's right. Be better. Be better yeah. is the bottom line. You want to protect, protect the youth. They need yeah, the youth. Th- yeah. They, <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing wrong, like you said, with being compassionate. And I know we're kind of going around in circles now, but I feel very strongly about this. I there's mean, nothing I believe wrong. the children of the future. <laughs> Teach them well. Let them lead the way. <laughs> that boy, good. Um, yeah, it's there's nothing wrong with showing compassion to human beings. No, none. No matter what they believe in, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, whatever, within reason, there's nothing wrong with showing compassion to people. Yeah. And you'll never go wrong. I mean, you look at you, some of our heroes, Mr. Rogers and yeah. you know Bob Ross and these guys who were just like real chill and everything. They they taught so many people how to love one another, how to be kind to your neighbor. These are skills. These are these are traits that should not be lost to time. You know, no. we lose that in the in the echo chamber of the internet. We get so caught up with what's right in our eyes, and sometimes what truly is right, and people just need to be reminded. But sometimes you have to yeah, understand yeah. that mean, yelling they're... at people isn't going to get the job done a hundred percent of the time. Sometimes they need it. Sometimes you need to hold a hand. And and here's the thing: this doesn't all of this doesn't negate what's truly right and truly wrong. Like. We know that hate crimes are wrong. Like, we know that homophobia is wrong. We know that racism is wrong. By by going, let's think about this for a second. Let's have this conversation. You're not you're not abandoning those values. Right. You're you if you believe that these things are wrong and you you hold true to that part of you that has that feeling in your gut that's like this is wrong or this is right or whatever you know you're not abandoning it you're breaking down and being vulnerable so that you can help bring someone over to the other side kind of thing and that's what you have to do that's you know this whole podcast like we're you know we get to the best stuff when we're vulnerable vulnerability is awesome. Like, like I'm not saying you should wear your heart on your sleeve and everything, like protect yourself. But like at the same time, the best things in life that come to you come when you are real and vulnerable. Like that's when you, you know, fall in love that like all of the, when you form strong friendships, it's when you go, okay, I'm not going to put up this barrier anymore. I'm going to break it down and it's going to be a risk, but I'm going to take it. Just lead with that. Like, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I am rambling. I'm so drunk, guys. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad time to say that there's schnapps in my tea. Oh man. Okay. Not anymore. Blackberry jasmine in my tea. Fancy. Yes. So I feel that way about, of course, the Jesse Smollett situation and the ongoing R. Kelly situation as well. At least we got good news on that front, which is At least, that fucker's yeah. going to go to jail. Yeah, oh, my it's gosh. Looking, if that's it's true, looking more and more likely. If, it it's, really if the Avenatti thing, which he says that he has a video of R. Kelly 
which goddamn, how horrible would you get a video? But apparently, apparently, allegedly, the video is R. Kelly raping a fourteen-year-old girl, fifteen, a teenage girl, a teenage girl. Fourteen is the age that they that they did say in the CNN reports, which CNN has seen the video. It's not just hearsay; they have seen this video. Uh, you know, of course, uh, consulting with their legal team and everything of what they can see and what they can discuss and all that. Uh, but in the video, they they do say that several times she referred to herself as 14 years old. He continued to refer to her as 14 years old because that's what was getting him, you know, his jollies or whatever. I, you know, I, I really um, lots of love to all of the police officers and you know therapists and all the all of the people that have to bring monsters like this to justice and unfortunately have to view something like that because yeah. you know that that fucks them up for life oh for sure i mean how for could sure. it not and right. and just i mean i i remember when i was in high school like we had i was in a forensics class which was awesome and and they she brought in like a local she was friends with a local um forensics person and this woman came in and she dealt mostly with kids and like, you know, sex trafficking and, and all of this stuff. Like it was she was the, the things that she was talking about. I was like, I don't know how you wake up every morning and do this. Like you are truly doing like the greatest work in the world. Like, I mean, it's it's just insane, you know, to to go. I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine someone sends you a VHS tape. And then you have to like pop in that VHS tape and then go, oh my God, what is, and then you have to take it to the FBI and the FBI has to view it. And like you said, the reporters that have to view right. it, like that's, that's horrific. Yeah. I mean, shout out and respect to, to Jim DeRogatis, uh, from yeah. the, uh, Chicago Tribune or sometimes I believe he was with at the time. I mean, he's been on this case for basically his entire career. Really? He was the one. <laughs> That got that. Hey, bud. Uh, Sorry, I just need to <laughs> say hi to him. He was the one that got that VHS tape in the mail and just dedicated oh. a good chunk of his career to making sure people knew what type of monster R. Kelly Wait, is. Wait, so so that that okay? So I must have misread something. So the the tape was not sent to Michael Avenatti. Uh, no, no. This is the most recent tape. This is the new tape. I'm talking about the one all the way back. In like the nineties, oh, when we okay. first started gotcha, finding out gotcha. about what type of asshole he was, what a f- like the arrogance of this guy to yeah. tape, in addition to doing what he's doing to tape it, what right, a, right, yeah, what a psycho, like and a if, true psycho. If, if we're if we're understanding what he does, he has these tapes and he takes them with him everywhere, so they can't fall into the wrong hands or whatever. But this is uh, not a fun VHS game. No. No. I'm 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 glad that we're making progress on the R. Kelly thing. That man he's, needs to be He's gonna be in jail within I'm I'm gonna say three years. Yeah. Like it, it, it really pissed me off when I saw that he was scheduling tour dates and oh, yeah. he put the kibosh on that right away. Like he wasn't he wasn't touring in America, mind you, he was going like overseas. Yeah. Thinking that he could escape that stank, but no. He is, yeah. he is, and maybe, he's... maybe never come back. Like you never know. Right. Like him leaving the country. He's a flight risk. I mean, everything yeah. going on. It's a matter of time. Yeah, he could uh, pull. What was the guy? Uh, Polanski. Yeah, and just exactly. Bail. Yeah, 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully that I, I hate that a tape like that exists. I hate that this happened to this girl. I hate that it's happened to all of these young women yeah. um, who have been victims. Um, but I hope that the the silver lining of the fact the only possible thing that good that comes out of this horrific tape being made if if it does indeed exist is that it can bring some justice yep. to these actions and the hurt that he has caused so many individuals and families yeah for sure and that's what that's what i'm all about i'm about justice so like a couple 100%. episodes ago we said justice for jesse i still say justice for jesse you know, I I understand that things are different now. And if that justice means that he gets punished for his crimes and so be it. Same yeah. thing with R. Kelly. Yeah. He needs no, to be punished enough. for what he's done. You know, I mean, this is the world we live in. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, OK, something happier. Let's talk. Yes. About the graphic novel challenge. The graphic novel challenge. So mm -hmm. what did you read last week, Lex? I read it was. um man Matt I forgot the name of it well while you remember that let me remind people of what exactly the graphic novel challenge is so Lex and I decided to every single week take a graphic novel and dedicate ourselves to actually read comics and enjoy them like we used to do back in the salad days of you know having free time and not have 50 podcasts and projects going on by the way Chicago I only Nerd have Fest. one podcast now for now Spoilers. I mean, if you guys support us, maybe. <laughs> yes. So the graphic novel challenge, where we're talking about how great it is to enjoy comics. I was talking to my friend and illustrator, Chris Martinez, about how great it is to enjoy comics and just remind ourselves what's great about them. And so we decided to read one graphic novel a week. So last week, I chose Doom Patrol from Vertigo, written by Grant Morrison. What do you the think run of it? I enjoyed it immensely. I thought it really? was some yeah. great storytelling. Like, I really dug uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Starman. I've never read of that. Course. I want yeah, I I mean, to dig into that and try it out. It's hefty. These omnibuses, Omnibi? Yeah. Omnibi. The Omnibi okay. are pretty gigantic, but, I mean, they, they lovingly restored the coloring and everything like that. It's a good book. Uh, Doom Patrol. I like that is, I said Omnibi, by the way, with, like, confidence like i know yeah. i don't fucking know i, I know. bought it i totally yeah. bought it so I <laughs> i'm faking my way through life what's great about doom patrol is it's also the uh inspiration for the new series that's starting to air on uh dc unlimited or dc universe whatever their online streaming is i can't wait and... to never watch it because i'm not subscribing <laughs> the key is is that either you make a friend that has a login or you just wait until they've got tons of stuff on there you want to see and then just like subscribe for a month. I think that's what's like going to end up happening. It's going to yeah. be plenty of shows and then I'm going to be like, all right, cool. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Like if you wanted to catch up on Titans, now's the time to do it. Their season's over. I thought it was an excellent first season. Um, they give the intro for Doom Patrol on that show, you know, the little soft uh, spinoff there. And I saw the first episode of Doom Patrol. It's coming out weekly. I enjoyed it immensely. Brendan Fraser is a national treasure. Um, oh, agreed. Yes. The Mummy, VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Good callback. Yes. The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Two excellent films. Oh, not so not much returns. with the Scorpion. No. King. Oh, Ooh. yeah. 
Yeah, nope. Returns. <laughs> nope. Anuk Sunamun. It was a great movie. Oh, um, that was the first one. Yeah, it was both of them. It was both of them. I don't remember the second she one. She was in all of them. All of them. All of them mummies. All them. Um, all, them just, all them mummies. All them mummies. But yeah, so that's what I chose last week. Uh, this week, I chose a book from Valiant, which the name escapes me right now, so I'm going to pass the baton to you. <laughs> okay. So last week I read Heavy Vinyl. Yeah. Um, so that was a um a so it was a one I want to say one shot. That's not what I mean. A limited volume, like it was volume one, and there's only one volume out. I think mm. it was last year was when it came out, maybe 2017. So it's recent, and it's um a a bunch of girls who work teenage girls who work at a record store and then fight crime. Like, they're vigilantes on the side. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and it's set in the 90s. So if you like, you know, like an Empire Records type of thing, or if, if you like that you miss record stores or, you know, analog days, all of that stuff, um, it was really good. My only criticism is it was it was fast. It was only four issues. Mm. And then there's nothing else. And they, they tease that there will be more, but I'm just like, oh, it, feel, it, it felt too short. I wanted more. I wanted to dig into the characters a little bit more. I wish there was more going on, more character development. Like, you know, I just wanted more, Like, which is a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, and, and in the future, if they come out with more volumes of it, cool. Um, oh, my goodness. I just realized something. I'm, yeah. I'm having deja vu. I've already talked about Doom Patrol. I didn't read that last week. I read Domino from Marvel. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, yes. I love that I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Cool. How was it? <laughs> I remember us talking about Doom Patrol, though. Like, I remember us talking about uh, talking about Brendan, uh, having an extensive conversation on Brendan Fraser. Yes. But beyond that, totally Goldfish did. Brain, you can't trust me to, to fix this. I mean, you, we totally had a Finding Dory moment right now. Um, Domino's also good. I don't want to disrespect Gail Simone at all because she's she's also a national treasure and she is super funny on Twitter. If you don't follow Gail Simone, let me tell you, you need to follow Gail Simone on Twitter. She talks about everything. She talks about Transformers. She talks about comic books. I mean, obviously, she talks about comic books because she writes them. She's she's wonderful, wonderful person. Um, she wrote the Domino spinoff. Uh, for Marvel Comics, the first volume called Killer Instinct. Um, the artwork is phenomenal. I mean, it just like. Who's the artist? Oh my you know? goodness. Um, oh my goodness. His name That's is, okay. uh, Baldeon. Baldeon is the artist. I don't know his first cool. name. I'm sorry. But yeah, Gail Simone wrote oh. it. Um, she makes Domino super fun. She brings back characters you thought you'd never see again. If you're uh, a big X-Men head like I am, we're talking like Agent X characters, you know, Ooh. from, from when Deadpool was like not Deadpool or whatever. Uh, if you like the, the cable Deadpool series, this will scratch that itch for you as well. I mean, was that good? Cause I think I have that in my like wish list or whatever. I read that from Deadpool. start to finish. I, I love that. I love that series because that was one of those series that had to just roll with the punches as it got absorbed into multiple crossovers. Oh, uh, okay. That over the fun. years. So there were times where they would just straight up like kill cable. And they would have to continue that series. Nice. And Deadpool would just like 
scrawl crayon over the word cable on the cover <laughs> and just continue his own adventures. Oh my god, that's awesome. Now I need to read Yeah. That. And there's like there's a whole arc where I guess in one of the X-Men crossovers they made him um kind of like Messiah like. And so he had to deal with that like his best friend is God now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I, i'm gonna i'm gonna read this now like the, i'm adding yeah. this to my my uh i use so just in case anyone uh isn't in chicago mm. and can't go by the the books that we talk about there um i use hoopla a lot which is a library app and they have lots of graphic novels on there um and it's really, really nice. It's come in handy. I mean, I, I, I do real graphic novels at times too. It just depends on what I have and, um, you know, how poor I am. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, this, so that might be my next week's pick because this week I've already got my pick. Um, I'm doing the Wonder Woman rebirth, uh, yeah. the new rebirth stuff, the deluxe edition, volume one. So. That's a good one. And I've actually now found the name of the book that I was going yeah, to uh, drop earlier. So this week I'm going to be doing Ivar Time Walker uh, by Fred Van Lenty, published by Valiant Comics. And uh, this is one that I've, I've had on my list to read for a little while now. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I like I like time travel stories. So if yeah. this is in fact a time travel story, I'm ready for it. Of course, uh, for those of you who are in Chicago and you do want to check out anything that we mention on the show, you can go by Third Coast Comics, let them know that you heard about them on Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, and get a 10% discount on the graphic novel that you purchased that day. Yeah, mention the store, help us, help a local comic shop that's super awesome. It is. Do it. it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this one was a lot. It was. It usually is. It These full episodes... Things. You know, it's like a full meal. You know, you get everything. And then there's still stuff left on the table. Mm-hmm. We got leftovers for next time, y'all. Yeah. We got some pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week, but uh, and, Mama you know, and Papa were tired. Yeah, we got we got full-time jobs, y'all. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, we tired. things happen. Yeah. Full-time school, full-time job, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to so, walk yeah, demo. I mean, you know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we're We're planning on doing a mini next week, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. we, we, no, you're like, silence, like uh, we did not discuss this. <laughs> I don't remember agreeing to a mini episode. Yeah, we're totally doing a mini, a mini episode. episode. We've got things we want to talk about. Yeah, we always have things we want to talk about. That's true. Got cool stuff coming down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, that we will hint uh, to on our Insta. And our Twitter and our Facebook. So it's uh, at Lex and Matt across the board. All of them. Um, yeah, so go follow us. And um, please, I mentioned it earlier, but rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Um, that makes a huge difference. That's uh, how we show up in you know rankings and everything like that is through ratings and subscriptions and all that. So That's right. Please. And we need that podcast money because Daddy needs new knees. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Matt's just stubs now. Please, <laughs> please send help. We don't need more VHS tapes. We need help. <laughs> Unless I'm going to reconstruct myself out of VHS tapes, which could be fun. But honestly, no. that's not a bad idea. That's a good alternative. Yep. Look, mm-hmm. still send the VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you folks have been waiting patiently, this entire episode even, to find out what our P.O. Box number is. And we're going to tweet it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know. I thought you were waiting for me to say it, and I was like, bitch, I don't know. No, I was just pausing for anticipation. Okay. Anticipation. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. We're a little punch drunk. I'm oh, Matt Peters. Yeah. I'm Lex Lutz. Stay excellent <laughs> to each other. <laughs> oh, this is a shit show. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.